You are listening to episode 59. Welcome to Behind the Brand, a podcast dedicated to strategically building your online business. Here we go behind the scenes and share stories and strategies that can help you build your own dream business that supports your own dream life. I'm your host, Kelsey Kurzlake, and I'm the CEO of Pinegate Road, a branding and web design agency for online businesses and influencers. We create online presences that aren't just pretty, they're powerful. To learn more about working with Pinegate Road, head to pinegateroad.com and schedule a free consult call. Now on to the show. Hey, hey, hey guys, how are you doing? I hope you're having an awesome week. I got a listener question this past week and I wanted to devote this show to it because I think it's something that kind of mystifies people or they think of it in one certain way and they think there's only one way to go about it. So this is what we're gonna be talking about. We are gonna be talking all about how to scale your business in a very broad sense because this can get so detailed for your specific business. But if you are currently a solopreneur and you are wanting to scale your business, this episode is going to go over how you can do that, how you can get started, what scaling even is, and all of that good stuff. Okay, so what is scaling? So scaling is when your work becomes removed from one individual providing the income generating services. So this means you're going from solo entrepreneur where you as a person are providing everything to your clients, to your audience, and you are building systems and processes and potentially team members into your business so that you can exponentially scale your business. Like taking on a new client or selling a new service isn't something that takes up more time for you as an individual. Your company can grow. You can take on exponential new clients. You can sell a ton of products. Um, That is scaling. So it's really important when you've kind of hit that point where you can't do anything, like you can't do any more work than you're already doing as an individual. And you're kind of sitting back and thinking, how am I even supposed to make any more money or take any free time? Like if you're taking vacations, you're not getting paid. And I think that scaling your business really allows you to live that life of freedom. And I know when I first started my business, I was a solo entrepreneur. I was just so excited to like have that quote unquote freedom um, where I could do what I want when I wanted. But I realized kind of shortly after that if I wasn't doing the work, the work obviously wasn't getting done and I was having no income. And therefore my freedom was really limited because income directly influences the amount of freedom that you have in your life or the choices that you can make in your life um, because money happens to constrict a lot of those things that you'd want to do or choose to do um, in the world. So there are a couple different kinds of ways that you can scale. And this is something that I've talked to several clients about. And I think that people, when they automatically think of scaling, they're like, oh, I got to do a course. I have to do passive income streams. And that's just one way that you can scale. And I think that it's an awesome way. Like passive income is amazing. But I do think that there's another way that people... Not that they forget, but that seems a lot harder. So people aren't actually working towards it as much. I think people dive into the passive income stream because 
everything is still relying on what you know and what you're comfortable with. You're not extending beyond yourself in some ways. Um, Sometimes you can be building teams around that for sure. But I think starting off, you're like, okay, this is all in my wheelhouse. I just need to create this new thing that I can sell to many different people and therefore I will scale. So you're not having to step into that role of manager. You're not having to learn new leadership skills and you're able to just like, keep within your bubble in a sense. (laughs) And this is not like you will as things scale even further than that first scaling action, you're going to have to step into things that are uncomfortable, obviously. Um, But I think that a lot of people think that, you know, scaling their services is something that is really scary. And they think that they're the only ones that can do what they do and do it well. Um, and that they just have to be doing everything and giving up that control can be so, so, so scary. And I know firsthand by handing off some of the work here at Pinegate, it's like, it's a crazy experience. Like knowing that your baby, your business is being handled and managed and work is coming out of it that has, you know, your business's name on it and therefore is a huge reflection of you and you have no control over that situation. Well, I'm here to tell you that you do have some control, (laughs) not all the control, but if you plan things right, it can work really well for your business. Okay. So the types of scaling, I kind of skipped over that. So the first thing that you can do, and this isn't like really scaling, it's like half scaling, um, is really just raising your prices. So if you have a certain income and you want to, you know, grow that to the next level and you're comfortable with the amount of work that you're doing and you can get vacations and you have a lot of freedom, but you're like, I still just want to make more income. You can definitely raise your prices. I think that's like a, a kind of scaling, um, And I know that some people believe that they can only scale and raise their prices that way to a certain amount where it becomes outrageous. And I would, first of all, just think about that and think if that's really true. I know that a lot of people think that people won't pay certain things because maybe their own money blocks um, and maybe they've had a lot of sales conversations where people are scared to put in the money to invest in their services. So they're like, okay, I'm really comfortable here and I know people will pay this. So I think that with this version, it also comes with reevaluating who your customer is. And if you do want to raise your prices, thinking about what kind of customer would actually invest in these services or these products at that level um, at that price. So you might need to switch some of those things around, which can get kind of uncomfortable as well. So scaling equals being uncomfortable pretty much. Okay. So the second one is what we were talking about, the passive income streams. So this is where you usually take a service that you've been doing or like your key offering and you create it in a way that you can scale and serve this to many different people. Um, in a service base, this could almost be like masterminds. If you're a coach, like you're doing this coaching, but you're doing it to many different people. But that still kind of goes with the the first version where like you can only scale it so far if you are being the coach for that. Um, but it also goes into like courses and programs and products and just things that like it could sell to unlimited amount of people. You're creating it once and you can put it out there. Passive income streams can also be 
I don't know, real estate investments, just anything that you're putting a certain either amount of time equity or dollar equity into, and you are wanting to passively collect the income from that, um, you know, that energy that you're putting out in time or money. So there's one thing trying to think of like what I'm doing, because I like to have a little mixture of everything <laughs> um, makes me feel a little bit more stable. I we not I we are launching um, some new website services that will be a little bit more passive. So I'm actually working with a Facebook and Instagram ads manager, and we're going to be doing some beta testing and getting this all worked out. So I'm really excited about this passive income stream and also a little scared, obviously, as I make an investment and uh, work on this whole new thing. But anyway, that is one passive income stream. All right. So the third way you can scale is really taking the services that you're providing now um, or creating ones that are extensions of what you provide and having them be retainer services and hiring team to execute these services in a way that is in alignment with how you've brought everything to life. So this is actually how we're scaling at Pinegate Road. So it feels like I did not think this was going to be my life, you know, a year or two ago. But really, as I like sat deep with my core values, the core values for Pinegate Road and where I really wanted to head, this felt like the most thing, like most in alignment for me because I just everything at Pinegate Road is really about people stepping up and living the life that they've always wanted to live through entrepreneurship. So what we're doing with these services is we are helping people in this really like high level way. Um, we are working with them as individuals and we're doing the work for them. So we're not selling courses that help you DIY something like we as a team, as Pinegate Road, are doing the work and we are creating the results based on the vision that the clients we're working with have, which is really exciting to me. Um, and so with this, the team that I'm hiring, they're all entrepreneurs too. They're all contractors. They're all doing what they love and doing their passions and they're getting to make an income and get more freedom in their own lives, which I was just thinking about this the other day. And I was like, man, this is so cool because everyone on our team is just so pumped about getting to do what they do in a sense, because it's like it's stuff they're actually choosing to do. They're not just doing it because they like need a job like they are so excited about being able to provide um, these services to our clients and be able to like work on their passions and create a living from that. So it's just, it's cool that our team is built on that. Like that is my passion. And the clients we're working with, they're building businesses based on their passion and bringing their unique light to the world. And it's just this whole symbiotic relationship that makes me really pumped. <laughs> so what do you need if you want to scale a service? And because this is what we're doing at Pinegate, I really did want to kind of do a little dive into what you need to do if you actually provide a service and you want to start scaling that. Because I think that one, the first one's pretty easy where you're like, raise your prices. Not like easy, but 
you know, it just is what it is. And then the second one with the passive income, I feel like there are so many resources, um, whether that be other courses or coaches or things that you can even just like research and Google and Pinterest um, that can help you with some of those passive income streams. So I want to focus on the scaling of services because I think this is where a lot of people get tripped up and they're like, I cannot manage a human and this is so scary, Um, which is how I was like, you know, nine months ago or so. So here we go. Okay, so the first thing that you need to do is you need to define the roles in your company. So your company is probably just you and you're doing all the roles. So define exactly what you're doing if it were going to be something that was hired out or even if you're going to do it, define the pieces and parts that are actually making your company run. So this is going to be like, you know, your your CEO, which is you. Um, it will be like finances, marketing, sales. It could be, um, you know, like for me, it's designer, it's strategist, it is um, web designer, it's developer, um, trying to think through other things. Sometimes we just have like designer slash strategists and copywriters, photographers. Um, There's all those things that are like pieces and parts and duties that happen within our services. So break down the different job responsibilities and roles in your company. And that is a great start. So the next thing you need to do is actually record all of your processes. So the first time through, you're probably going to be doing this all. So what you need to do is I use this tool called Loom, L-O-O-M, and you might have heard of it. You might have experienced its magic. I don't know. I'm obsessed with it. But basically, it's a Chrome extension for your browser. So all you have to do is press a button it records your screen. And then as soon as you're done, it automatically generates a hyperlink. So you can just send it wherever you want it to go. So you can record yourself doing stuff and talking through it as you're doing each task. And that can prep you to be ready to hand that off to somebody else. Because I know that when I was first getting started handing off work um, to my first virtual assistant, that was my biggest pain point. Like, I did, I just thought it was going to take so much time and so much effort to actually hand things off that I I like just didn't even hand it off sometimes. Like, I think I was like paying her to do no work sometimes because I was like, well, this is just like, I felt so overwhelmed. I just thought I like needed to do it. Um, Sometimes I would run out of time and I would just need to do the deliverable because it would take too much time and effort to hire somebody else to do it um, or even to delegate it out. So that was a huge pain point I had to work through um, in order to step into leading and running a team and scaling my own business. So recording your processes is the first thing. Um, And even if you... If you're overwhelmed and needing to hire somebody, that will be what you need to do in order to get people that information. So the first couple months might be like, okay, I'm dedicating myself to being a little overworked in order to get to the place where these people that I've been hiring for these roles and responsibilities feel really set. So like my first three months were pretty hectic. And now we're really at this place where I'm just like, I trust everybody. They know what they're doing. They're taking responsibility and ownership over their role and responsibility. And it's incredible. So cool. Okay. So next you need to run the financials and price out your offerings for profit. So this was something that I ran into when I was first 
you know, going through and figuring out what roles um, needed to be hired out or could be hired out for each part of the process for each of our services. So I went through and I wrote like step by step, like, this is what happens here. Here's what happens next. Here are the roles and responsibilities that are needed for each of these services that we're offering. Um, and then I kind of like mapped out how much would each of these costs to hire out. And I realized that if I hired everything out um, where I was, I wouldn't be making any money. So like if I were to scale and I was to be out of the picture, Pangy wouldn't even be able to run because everything was being hired out by contractors. So what I had to do is I had to reevaluate what the prices were for everything based on paying people well and what they want um, for the different services that they're providing within the context of each of those services. So that was crazy to me at first because I'm like, I don't love to get into the finances like that. I like seeing my revenue grow and stuff, but I don't know, just like planning that out. I was like, whoa, this is a whole new thing. And I didn't realize I wouldn't be profitable if I hired this stuff out. So just running the things on all of your services and figuring out a plan for profiting. Okay, next is defining your genius. And this is so key. What you can do here is there's like a little, make like a, a quadrant, like X on a piece of paper. And on the bottom right, you wanna like put things you hate and are bad at. And then right to the left of that, you put things you like, but that you're bad at. And then in the top right, you do things you like and you're, wait, what is it? Things you hate and you're good at. Um, and then the top left, you do things you love and you're good at. So that top left is going to be your genius work. It's really like what you love and what you're great at and really the things that like only you can do. So for me, this is really, man, it comes down to just the visioning for the business and being kind of the person on the podcast or like the face of the business and everything else is, you know, I, I do my design and I do my branding and logos and hand lettering and that's stuff I love. And I mean, it's stuff I like and that I'm good at, but it's not necessarily, it can't, it can be done by other people. But if I go away for whatever reason, like no one else can vision Pinegate, I guess in the same way that I can for where we're at right now. So that's really how I define my genius. And then when you're hiring out, you really want to look at the things that you hate and are bad at. So what was really bogging me down, and I didn't even realize that this would be the first thing that I would need to hire out, um, was that I was kind of bad at all the client details, like getting invoices and like if they had questions, answering all those things. And not that I was like bad at it. You have to be you, like, you have to like step into all these roles as you're growing a business on your own. Um, but I just, I really didn't enjoy that. And I felt like it took away from the core genius work that I was doing. And it just was like stuff I didn't have to be doing. Um, my first inclination was actually to hire another designer to like be me. And then I did this quadrant and I realized that I actually need to like hand off the stuff I hate. Otherwise I'm just going to be doing that and I'm handing off all the stuff I love. So that was like a big shift um, when I decided that I wanted to start growing an agency and scaling the business. 
So do the, hire out the things you hate and are bad at. Um, and then next, hire for those next ones. So the things like you don't like but are good at. Um, and then you kind of like work your way up to the things that you love and you're really good at. Um, so when you're hiring, you really want to go back to that step one where we define the roles within your company and you want to figure out how you like to manage that work and how to hire people out. So you want to like share about those descriptions, hire the right people. We could go into a whole hiring like podcast, so I'm not going to get into that because there's so many things that go into that. Um, but also when you are hiring, one of my things is like figure out how you like to work and find people who can work within that scope. So for me, I like to be able to just like clear my calendar and focus on my branding projects or my website designs and just be able to like do that. I also love to talk through, um, I like to talk through things and like writing a long email with bullet points and saying all the next steps is not the best way for me to process information. So I actually, when I was hiring, made sure that any new team members could get Voxer messages. So I'm sending them little voice memos and that's how they're sometimes getting to do's. And I have meetings with my project manager three times a week and we're talking on video and we're visually walking through different things that need to be worked on and done, um, talking about clients and all of that good stuff. (laughs) Um, So I'm able to actually talk and speak instead of having to like communicate via email, which I hate. (laughs) Okay. So now that we've gone through all of this, really what's left is to sell, sell your services, take that leap and walk through the fear and uncertainty because there's going to be a lot of fear and uncertainty, but as long as you are clear on where you want to head, you're going to do great. All right, guys, if you have any questions on this or comments, please head to Instagram. I'll have a little post about this show, and I'd love to talk about scaling with you there because it's exciting and nerdy and awesome. (laughs) All right, you guys, have an awesome week, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, guys, I'm here to chat about an online system that I can't get enough of. I'm sure you hear from a lot of online business owners who've been scaling their businesses and about how having systems in place that work for them have been essential for their growth. Putting systems in place might be getting solid processes down, or it can be using a program like Seva to run your email marketing. When it comes to growing my business, the more intuitive something is, the better. Seva, which was formerly ConvertKit, is by far the most intuitive and easy to use program that I have ever used when it comes to growing your email list. They have easy pop-ups you can use on your website, forms that send out free downloads for content upgrades on your blog posts, and 24-hour help if you ever run into a snag. They have amazing customer service and have even helped us custom code some beautiful forms for our clients with no extra charge. I love that they're able to do that, and it's always so helpful. We use Seva here at Pinegate Road and always recommend them to our clients. If you're saying yes, please, to an intuitive system for email marketing, head to pinegateroad.com slash email to grab a free 30 days to start growing your email list and upping your marketing game. Thank you so much to our sponsors for making this show possible. And thanks to you for taking the time to spend some time with me here today. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor or catching up on past episodes, head to pinegateroad.com slash podcast to learn more. Sending lots of love and remember, you've got this. See you next week. Thank you.